0: Uh, Sanctity of Life Sunday was started in January of 1984 by President Ronald Reagan as a stand against abortion and a stand for the right to life for the unborn. It has continued since then on the Sunday closest to uh, January 22nd, which was that day in 1973, when the Supreme Court ruled to make abortion legal in our nation, uh, the famous Supreme Court case Roe v. Wade. Over the last couple weeks, we have been thinking about these issues, a biblical view of life, namely, all human beings are made in the image of God, no matter what size they are. That's just as true at conception as it is of us right now. A biblical view of abortion, that it is the murder of a human being, uh, an assault on the image of God, and something of a biblical response. Last week, we talked about the fact that we are called to fight for the unborn. We are called to minister the gospel To all people as well, and that includes those who have murdered their children. Um, We have seen that this is a massive evil in our day. We've also seen that this is not just an issue to be dealt with out there, but this is our issue as the people of God. We are called to engage the chaos and work for order and harmony in our society. We are called to be a voice for the voiceless. Uh, particularly the weak and vulnerable who are at a social deficit in our society. That applies to a number of different groups of biblical categories such as orphans, widows, uh, immigrants, refugees. Um, But no one fits that bill more than an unborn child who who is in danger in their mother's womb. So having established all of this, this week and next, I simply want us to think about a number of ways to get involved. I, I had seven main highlighted points, um, and we're really only getting to get to the first one today, and you'll see why in a minute. Um, I asked the Life MIT, the ministry team here, that, that kind of keeps this at, our, at the forefront of our minds for their thoughts on um, how we should get involved, and there were a number of points. They were in agreement and some unique to them. I'll kind of mention their thoughts as we go and if I think there's other things that need to be emphasized. But first and foremost, one of the things that they all said is we should support... Um, these people, these organizations that are on the front lines of this fight in prayer. And, um, you know, we should pray for the unborn as well. We should pray for uh, the women who have um, had abortions. Um, We should pray for those who have been complicit in those things. But um, specifically, they were asking for prayer for the organizations like Life Choices. Um, Jessica's on the board there. Gary Bynum, one of our elders, is the president of the board there. He has quite a story, if you've never heard it, about how he got to care about ministry um, in this regard. And it's just... Um, but but pray for them. There are other things we can do. We're going to talk about that next week. But um, to pray for the ministry of Life Choices, to pray for the board members. You know, I'm sure that's on their website. I mean, just to... Uh, pray for those that are employed there and, and certainly for the mothers who, who do come in there. Um, if you don't know, they're located right next door to Planned Parenthood. It's a very strategic location. And uh, our church has been heavily involved in their ministry, uh, I believe purchasing an ultrasound machine um, a few years back. And again, women that see the, the heartbeat, hear the heartbeat or, or see their baby, are the statistics are wonderful, but um they're very unlikely to have an abortion after that. So that's a significant ministry right next door. I've told you about the story before of the woman that came out with her niece and said they had just been in Planned Parenthood. They said it just they just make it seem like abortion is the only option. Of course they do. That's why they exist. I said that's not the only option, you can go next door to life choices. And they did. And they were cared for and um, you know there are lots of stories like that. So pray for them. Forty days for life. Um, we'll talk more about what they do, but the peaceful, prayerful stands against abortion. Uh, people standing outside of Planned Parenthood with signs, and we're going to talk about more next week about why I think that that's still a good option. I think it's probably less popular in in our generation than in in uh, those gone by, but why I still think that's a but to pray for them, to pray for Bethany Christian Services, um, because we don't, we aren't just pro-life for those in the womb, but also those outside of the womb, those that survive the womb and then uh, end up in situations that are, um, they need care, and uh, the love of the orphan, and, and so they are a ministry that places um, children for adoption with Christian families, and um, we can pray for adoptive families, the unique challenges that they face in parenting their children. We can pray for families who have special needs. Do you, you know, everyone that has a baby has the option of abortion now. I mean, if you go in and you're pregnant, they're going to let you know, hey, if so, such and such happens, you know, you can terminate. And But especially if you find out that you have a child with special needs. Um, and so that they have already resisted, you know, that temptation in all of its wickedness and have chosen to um, preserve the life as they should and, and parent this child. But they face, I can't even imagine, the unique um, challenges of, of parenting and all of the various types of special needs. So um, praying for those families. Um, how about our local and state governments? I mean, there are you know they are in positions of power and influence, and I actually think uh, that this issue should be brought back to the states. Um, I think that our states have a lot more power than they realize and are willing to um, exert, and it's the original vision of our country. But, you know, the liberals are even giving us a, uh, a vision of this in the way that the marijuana laws are being uh, handled. It is illegal federally, to you know for marijuana but states are making their own laws and the and the federal government's not doing anything about it and so there's a precedent there for a state to say with all due respect we're going to handle this at the state level it would take courage um, but we could pray that god would put such people in uh, positions particularly in predominantly conservative states like ours where it's a pro-life state You know, it would get major uh, support from the people, but it would take leaders of courage. Um, On a broader scale, organizations like Live Action, Lila Rose, I believe she's a Roman Catholic. Um, She does great work in uh, just public advocacy and has a huge following and is very sharp. If you've never seen her stuff, uh, Live Action is a good organization out there. the Center for Medical Progress, David Delahdin. If you saw any of the Planned Parenthood videos, there was an undercover operation, a sting where, where he went in um, undercover and exposed just the fact that this is a big money deal for them. And uh, despite what they say publicly and and what the documents say, and against the law, you know, they're they're harvesting baby parts and they know exactly how to get certain parts out and which make the most money and they have kind of an undercover uh sale of you know we mentioned they were like 98 million uh, uh over revenue this year how does that happen in a nonprofit well because it's a profit industry for them they're just nonprofits so they can get the half a billion dollars a year from the government but um You know, to pray for these people that are, can you imagine the pressure that they're feeling um, in in exposing these evils? Pray for the federal government. I don't think that that's the only way we should fight, um, but it's certainly, if, if the law changed and enabled this massacre over the last 45 years, the law changing again would certainly be one of the ways to protect you know, praying for our nation, I mean that God would restore a collective conscience. I think as when women see something happens, when they see the heart when they hear the heartbeat, when they see their baby on a machine, when people see these videos, something happens and and you, and you go, um, so just praying that God would restore a conscience to our nation and um, that we would see this for what it is and, and grant grace uh, for repentance, you know. And true grace—that that the gospel would be championed from the church um, for those who are coming out of the carnage, who have bought into the lies and and have had abortions or have been complicit in them—but um, that there would be a real gospel revival around this issue. And um, so, the one big thing I want to talk about today is prayer. <clears throat> and I don't want you to think for a second that this is a cop out. I think we can maybe—I'll you know, pray for you. But what else can I do? Um, <clears throat> It's a cop-out if we do the Christianese thing like, I'll pray for you, and then we don't, right? That kind of becomes just like a figure of speech. But if we make a concerted effort in defense of the unborn to pray, that is a very significant thing. In fact, I don't know that there's a better way that we can be involved. Um, if you weren't here a few weeks ago when we had the visiting pastor, and I can't even remember his name right now, but... He was from Atlanta, and uh, he preached on Mark nine. Do you remember? Aaron Messner. Aaron Messner. Uh, there's a father of a, a boy has a demon, and it's convulsing him and giving him seizures, and it's thrown him into the fire and to the water. And um, the disciples, Jesus's disciples, are not able to cast out the demon. They had this power, and they were able to go and cast out demons, um, but they were not able to cast this demon out. And so the father comes to Jesus. And uh, he says, if you can do anything, please have compassion on us. To which Jesus replies, if I can, you know, if I can, he rebukes him. This guy's desperate. He rebukes him because it's not whether Jesus can. He is able. It's whether he will. And so we pray, if Thy will. Um, this all came about again because... The uh, the disciples were not able to cast the demon out, and as the scene closes, the disciples come to Jesus and say, "Why were we not able to cast out this demon?" And uh, he said, "Anybody remember what he said? Only through prayer. This kind can only be driven out through prayer." That was a great sermon. It was convicting. Um, you know, maybe abortion's in that same category. I don't know. It's certainly under demonic influence. Um, but what I know is Jesus can. Jesus can mobilize his people for the fight. He can empower these organizations on the front lines. He is able even to put an end to it. Why he permits it to persist, I can't answer those questions. He can pour out his Holy Spirit in revival. He can restore conscience to this nation. He can mobilize the church to do what we're here to do. Uh, bring the masses to repentance and faith and even use this as a major linchpin in that. He can, we must ask him if he will. So um, let us put these organizations on our prayer lists and, you know, maybe you don't have a prayer list. I, I would confess that I have not been a prayer list guy um, until I realized how limited I am in my memory. Um, and that there are many more things that I would like to pray for than what I remember in the moment. And so I started a bit of a list kind of by categories a couple of years ago, and it's been very helpful for me. I still feel guilty. Uh, you're not the only one that feels guilty about prayer. You know, I, I feel like I am I fall woefully short, but it has helped me gain some momentum in um, being prayerful about these things regularly. And, you know... Having categories for family, um, for church family, for <clears throat> work people, work issues, for political leaders, um, lost people in your life, you know neighbors, um, but also to have a category for these justice issues. I mean, these the weak and vulnerable, um, and and the many things that come to our attention. It doesn't mean we have to pray for them daily. Maybe we have. Maybe we pray for that category weekly, and we have five different. Um, things under that category and so we're hitting one of them monthly or you know just there's good ideas out there but in light of this what I want to do is take a few minutes for us to pray now Um, and uh, I'd like to ask for somebody to open us and then I'm going to close us here in about 15 minutes Lord willing if we can go that long but um, and I'd like for people to pray in between as you're led. Um, I know it's kind of scary sometimes to pray in front of others, but, you know, if you have thoughts and burdens about this, um, our prayers are better together than they are, you know, alone. And so anyone want to bravely volunteer to open us? How about a lady? Make it even harder. (laughs) Who said that? Okay, Aaron. Um, I will close us. And um, just praise your lead. If you have a prayer, I will let there be some awkward silence. I won't let there be a long, long, long awkward silence, <laughs> but I will let there be a long awkward silence. So, open us, Aaron. Thank you.
1: Father, we praise you for you are all powerful, and we know that you um, fight for those who are weak. We know that you fight for the orphan. Fight for the widows that you fight for those who can't protect themselves. We ask that you would stir that up within us, that we would long to um, fight and protect the unborn Lord. That we would um, that we would pray for them. That we would give give our time, give our resources. Um, to places who are pushing back those curves, Lord. I thank you so much for a place like Life Choices, who is um, they are reaching out and loving women. But they are um, doing everything they can just to um, show these women that are um, in really scary places. In places that a lot of us can't even understand how they got there or um, where they came from. That I pray that you would raise up the people in my choices that are um, meeting with these women. I pray that you would give them um, the words, the wisdom, the courage, the um, just ways that they can love these women, Lord. I thank you so much for these ultrasound machines. I pray that you would use that as a means to open the eyes of these women who feel like there is no choice but abortion. I pray that you would use that to show them this life, Lord. We pray that you would continue just to to push back um, this horrible thing. We pray that you would just um, even be with women now who are pregnant, scared, we pray that your spirit would move in the Lord, that you would um, protect the unborn. Father, I just specifically um, pray that you will raise up political leaders in our state, in our nation, that um, that are willing to, to to fight for new laws to, to protect the unborn. Mm-hmm. Just we pray that um, you will raise up people with courage and a strong voice that um, they're powerful that can that can really make a difference and, and fight for new laws.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: you raise up uh, families in the church globally here in the U.S., uh, here in Shelby County, even in our church, that would would stand up and say that they would care for these children that are going to be aborted, that can be saved through organizations like Life Choices. Would you raise up our church to be known as a, a place that adopts supposedly unwanted children that are loved by you? that can be loved by families, that can be brought up and given an inheritance, um, an eternal inheritance, especially God. Would you burden the hearts of your people to uh, adopt these children God, and make it known to, uh, to every mother that would consider an abortion that there is a family that wants uh, this child that could be uh, growing inside of
2: that you are merciful. I pray, Lord, your forgiveness for um, us collectively and personally in times that we should have spoken up, we should have stood up, we should have taken action and we have not. We have allowed this great evil to grow in our nation. Lord, um, I thank you for your mercy and I pray, Lord, that you would continue to extend your grace, Lord, in such a way, Lord, that it would change us, that it would change the situations, Lord. Um, I pray for the communities, especially in our city, Lord, that are so afflicted by poverty that they are disproportionately affected um, by the scourge of abortion, Lord, because along with poverty comes fear and um, that feeling, Lord, of a lack of choices, I thank you so much for the organizations like Life Choices that bring to light um, those options, Lord. And I pray that you would raise up your church to support those organizations. Um, I pray for the strength and the endurance, um, Lord, for those who are on the front lines um, at Bethany, at Life Choices, and the other uh, crisis pregnancy centers, Lord, um, who come face to face. Lord, and are weary um, in in the battle, Lord, I pray for their encouragement and um, their strengthening as they go to work each day um, fighting this battle on the front lines.
3: Lord, I just... Pray for all of our hearts that you would break our hearts with what raised your hearts. That you would help us to pray and help us to do our part. Mm-hmm. Lord, i looked up all the moms that are in crisis, Lord, this year. And I just pray that you will show them another option and that you will use life choices and Other believers, other pastors, other people in the path, Lord, to show them that there there is another way and that your grace is bigger than the poverty and bigger than the need and that there are loving families that want to adopt, Lord. Just show these young people.
4: Father, you are uh, you're sovereign and you're mighty to save and uh, we know that you can and yet uh, at least for me, to my own shame I, I uh, have not fervently asked you to do that and I think uh, certainly as a, as a universal church we failed in the United States to Consistently rely on you to execute your will and to uh, pray fervently that you would uh, end something that we are not going to end by our greatest plans and our uh, best politicking. Uh, it won't end without without you causing it to do so. Mm-hmm. Lord, so forgive me that uh, I haven't that you would do it for you that I uh, thought it important enough to pray fervently and consistently. Uh, Lord, I thank you for those that are passionate about it, that they have uh, been inspired and encouraged and provoked by your Holy Spirit, and that they haven't said I would buy it it," but they have responded, um, even for Jessica, for Chris, and for the life of my team that would really continue to um, provoke them, that you would bring more resources, more people and money to them, that they can continue to uh, do your work, and that you would bless those ministries, that you would expand them uh, geographically, and uh, <coughs> God, we know, we know what you can do. We ask that uh, you would do so, in Christ's name,
0: Father, I am uh, moved um, to thanks. I know how prideful I once was and at times continue to be. And Lord, to be in a room full of your people who are bowed before you is just evidence of your grace and mercy. And we thank you, God, that you have seen fit to pour out your grace and mercy on us. We do not deserve it. All of us are sinners. We have all fallen short of your glory. We have all gone our own way, and yet you've come to get us, and we are grateful. And what greater privilege than to serve you, our Lord Jesus. We um, gladly, along with the Apostle Paul, call ourselves slaves of Christ because there is such freedom under your lordship and... uh, Lord, we realize that this is an important way for us to serve you, and uh, you came for the least of these. You love to break the chains of injustice, and uh, you came for sinners. And so, Lord, we lift up all of those. There may be some in this room whose consciences are afflicted because they have either had an abortion or been complicit. And God, would you lather your gospel mercies and pour out your grace and let them rest in the sufficiency of your blood, Lord Jesus, and uh, the finished work that you gave uh, for us on the cross. Thank you that our sins are forgiven, all of them. And Lord, would you work that same grace out into our community? Uh, Would you empower the church, embolden us simply to be clear in the face of opposition, courageous to speak the truth in love, not only about the wickedness of abortion, but also about the um, glorious grace of the gospel. And Lord, would you lead men and women in droves, in repentance, in trusting you right at this point of their sin Lord we thank you for as Sam prayed for those that are um, on the front lines if nothing else of just keeping this in front of us I thank you for Gary Bynum it's not been him alone but he certainly has been used significantly in our church to keep this before our congregation and we bless you Lord we hate what he and his wife went through But we rejoice that you can turn even terrible suffering on its head and use it for good. And um, I know he delights in the same. Lord, we pray for Life Choices 40 Days, Bethany Christian, uh, Live Action, the Center for Medical Progress. There are so many organizations, some that we don't even know about, some very small, some very big. Bless them root them further in the truth, build them up in Christ, might they have a courageous witness, and might you give them good success in their ministry. Lord, we do pray for the women in our city, particularly in uh, the African-American community, which has been preyed upon by Planned Parenthood and others like it. Would you restore a conscience there and give wisdom and clarity and Raise up gospel preachers. We pray for Myron. We pray for others like him. Lord, would you um, speak your truth through them? And we pray, ultimately, that you will put an end to this great evil in our nation. We know that you can. We pray that you will. We pray, I pray, along with all these other prayers. Lord, raise up the r- leaders in the right places. But ultimately, we know, and and I think we must all confess that uh, on this issue, we collectively have thought that our efforts might do it. And um, we can't do it, but you can, and we pray that you will. And we thank you for your grace. I thank you for my brothers and sisters here today. Please do guide and establish us in your paths. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Very good. Uh, We will return next week to talk about further application of how we can be involved.